KPV Radio, Central Texas. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Thomas Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Live 365 and this station. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! What's good, radio family? The Psalmist Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with, on Sundays, the Psalmist Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, followed by Satellite with Michael Ceballos at 4.30 p.m. Mondays, The Grub at 12 noon. Darcy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Tuesdays, Victory Over the Waste of Life with Sister Deanne Labrine at 6 p.m. Fridays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturdays for Best with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. and Loda Bar Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Thomas Voice presents by appointment only. Coming soon, TPV Radio Open Mic open to all pastors preachers and artists and we're going to get it in to be announced you can also catch us on live 365 24 7 just search the thomas voice radio network and you're in there walk with us family let's go at javina distributing we got your covering for your winter and summer needs one size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website www.allsports.com headgear.com and type in promo code Siron2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair and body care products to order yours today please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on facebook at majowsproducts get yours today 
the faster results without breaking the bank. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. Patterson, the reality, the reality coach, coach, right now on TPV Radio. Hello and welcome. I'm Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, liberating minds, transforming lives. Romans 12, 2 through 3. And do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Let's get today's show started. Okay, I don't know what happened to the intro, but okie dokie, here we go. Well, as you know, when something unexpected happens, we have to readjust and realign and rewind our minds. So let me get today's show started with a simple prayer, and here we go. Our Father. Our Father. Please let today's show let everyone know how much we care about what's going on in our world, especially in our communities, Father. We ask that you just come in and let everyone share with honesty, humility, and understanding. Because without you involved, God, nothing will change. We have to understand that you are the author and the finisher of everything that goes on with, around, between, under, and over all of us. But, Father, in the communities where they suffer the most, where we suffer the most, Lord, bring harmony. Stop the violence, Lord. Help us understand we can't hold anyone accountable if we don't hold ourselves accountable first. Father, we ask that you don't allow us to excuse our behaviors and put them off on someone else anymore, Father. We ask you to give us, an, give us an examination table so we can examine ourselves, so we can x-ray our own hearts before we start trying to x-ray others. Father, we just ask that you stop 
and yield your ear and your love to all those who are listening. Open up their hearts so they will be susceptible to you, Father, to your word. And, Father, if anyone on this show is about to say something that's not going to give you the glory or the, manifest, the, the magnifying of you, God, we ask that you not let them speak. Do not let them utter a word. Lord, if I am about to do something that is not pleasing to you, don't let me do it either. And hold me accountable for my own actions, God. Give me a magnifying glass to look at myself, Father. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that we do pray and we ask. Amen and amen. You guys, you guys, you guys, you girls, guys, you all. Let me tell you. Um, for so many shows, I've talked about my son's death, and I've talked about a lot of things that happened. But I want to put a magnifying glass on this, a telescope. And a teleprompter. I'm going to tell all. And the thing is, is that we have to get to the point where we can hold ourselves accountable for our actions. I cannot blame my son's death on anyone other than, the, of course, the person who murdered him, but more so on my son because he made the choice to go to the environment where he didn't come from. So that's all I'm saying. Did I want to lose my son? No. Did I give some? Does that give anyone the right to kill him? No. But the reality is, as a reality coach and as a person who faces my realness and my truth in front of me, what I see physically and spiritually, but most of all mentally, I have to be truthful to myself. And I don't agree with anyone taking someone's life. But I don't agree with anyone excusing their own choices either. My son had no business being where he was other than to do what he was doing. And sometimes the consequences of our choices can be fatal. Whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually, or emotionally. Our choices can be safe in some way. So, you guys, I wanted to talk about an incident that happened this week. I believe it was two days ago. I got a forward from someone on Facebook sharing with me a situation that was occurring here in Dallas. This situation really got my attention because this is the place where I work. I work for Baylor Scott and White sometimes. Well, I do a lot. But, and believe me, the view that I share tonight, let me say this. On behalf of Baylor Scott and White, their views may not be my views. This is not coming from them. This is coming from me, the reality coach. So please don't say Baylor Scott and White agrees with what the reality coach says because that's not the case. This is me. Baylor has nothing to do with this. That is a disclaimer. And another disclaimer is whatever I say, it is my life, and I'm saying it according to the way God has given it for me. Now, if you can find something that you can utilize in anything that I say, please do. 
But if it does not apply to you, do not try to take on my pain. Do not try to take on my story. Do not try to take away something and make it become yours or hold me accountable to something that you believe I said for you to do. No, I'm speaking for Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach. So that disclaimer, please understand, I am not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist, and this is just my story that I want to use to give God the glory and help you if I can. But if it's something you don't need, leave it there on the table. But if it's something you can utilize, soak it up like a sponge. If not, squeeze it out and let it go back to the ground and dissipate. That's what I have to say about that. Now, what happened to get my attention this week was when I looked at this post, it said someone's been shot and killed on 2nd Street in Dallas, Texas. That is in the same area in which I walk the street. And I myself have walked over there, and I have literally walked in that same area and tried to okay, bring the community together, bring the community together in that area. So I know some of the things that go on, but I don't know the full things that go on because I don't live there. But I did go there to try to help heal or mend the broken pieces where I could. So when I began to watch this clip, first of all, I noticed several things that was very alarming to me, and it saddened me to the core of my soul. I saw, oh, a lot of a lot of people that look like me, sound like me, talk like me, walk like me. Some of them don't, some of them do. Whatever. I saw people that that have my same color. I saw a whole, whole lot of them standing around. And I have to say big up to smash the topic. He is on top of everything. He does not care. He's there to share what's really going on. He's living our reality. And if you have an opportunity, please download his website. And, yes, I'm giving him a plug because I appreciate what he's doing. He's trying to help us see us as well as help them see them. He's trying to do something single-handedly in the community in which he lives, and that's what we all have to do. We all need to take a lesson lesson from Smash. He started out with one man, and I'm telling you, when God has an assignment for you, you may start small, but he will make you ruler over many. You stay with him and trust him and follow his lead because Smash is doing the darn thing. Let me tell you why. Now, out of all the media, that was there. There was only one person there, and that was smashed the top. That's the first thing I noticed. But here's the killer thing that I noticed while I was watching this video. I'm sitting here angry, first of all. Well, I won't even say angry, disappointed more so. Because when I was watching this, I'm looking at the crowd of people, which was fine. But I was alarmed because what got my attention was we say Black Lives Matter. Well, we're in an all-black neighborhood, South Dallas, 2nd Street. Ain't, ain't nobody over there that don't need to be over there. 
if you are of another color, there's a reason why you're over there. And yet I do, I don't even want to say why you're over there, but you know why you're there. And most people that live in the Dallas area know why you're over there. But we can't lay claim to that. We can't profess that. We just know that that is not a normal area that you see people of different color, uh, different color in. Now, when I'm looking at this, I'm hearing people in the crowd say stuff like, ooh, ooh, they got that in, ooh, that in took off, ooh, they laid that in, ooh, they, 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 who is they? First of all, in our community, when it's a predominantly black neighborhood, I want to know who they is, because I guarantee you, if it was the other way around, a white person over there killing somebody black, it wouldn't have been no they, it would have been he did it. Him right there. He just shot that black man in cold blood. Well, my problem with this is it was a black man shot in cold blood over there. So I'm 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 trying to figure out why no one why is no one saying he did it? That black man right there shot the other black man. But if it was a white and black situation, it would be no the story would be totally different. The roles would be different. The people, the crowd would be different. They would be angry. They would be upset. They would be everything. And this is what's running me up. My son was murdered by a black individual. Not, not one person from Black Lives Matter reached out to me. I reached out to them, and as I will say it, and I'll keep saying it, they did not call me back, didn't care, didn't even get in contact with me, none of the above. I reached out to all of these activists to say that they're here for this, they're here for that, they're here for the black people, they're here for our people, giving us that and rural rule and let's get out and protest. I'm here for everybody. I've been to all of these organizations that say they're for black people, and yet they have done nothing for me. Now, I'm not talking about somebody else's story. I'm talking about my story. I've got a son sitting in Dallas County Jail that clearly needs help, and you can clearly see the injustice that's being done. Who put somebody on a $750,000 bond? According to the Eighth Amendment, it says bonds should not be set so high that an inmate cannot afford to make it. They know we don't have that kind of money, but they're getting away with it, and nobody's saying nothing. Am I mad? Oh, yes, I'm upset with my people, and I have every right. When my other son was murdered right here on Centerville in 635, Uh-oh, we seem to uh Oh, we have seemed to lost the coach. I think we did. Are, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you good. Okay. I think her phone went kaput. Oh wow, and she doesn't know it. Yeah, let me Yeah, she's still I'm going gonna... online. <laughs> you, you are not... <laughs> We lost you. Okay, I'm trying to send her a message. The radio has interrupted. Boy, I wanted to hear this too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, I think I got it. But here's what I want you all to to know. Oh, she's on Facebook Live, but she's not on the uh, radio. Uh-uh. I can tell you the son that I know. Okay. I don't know the one that they blasted all over me. I don't know him by no man. But the one that I know, I can give you the credentials on him. And it's you. Yeah, she on her flow, so she ain't she's not saying. Yeah, she 
Okay, now I'm going to put your only on Facebook Live. All right, family, bear with us for a minute. Uh, the coach is going to come back in just a few. Uh, we kind of lost her feet, so we're going to get her back in just a few. Okay, he told me that we're down right now. No, you are down. Oh, no, no. No, what she did? Yeah, Facebook Live here, sir. I'm on Facebook Live right now. I'll call back. He'll get it. He'll get it back up. So you guys just stay here on Facebook, and when he comes back up, I'll let you all know. Right. He's having technical difficulties on this end, and you know that's how Satan works. Oh, oh, bless her heart. Oh, <laughs> she is really, really, really um, pumped up for this show tonight. Yeah. So. <clears throat> How do you get her back? Uh, she's she's got to call back in. I'm about to get oh. line dropped. Her line dropped. Okay, I'm going okay, to tell her that. You, you have dropped. to call him back. <laughs> no, okay, she knows it now. <laughs> she got it. This is, there we go. There we go. There we go. We got you back. I don't hear the. Yeah. I have to turn. I have to turn it off on Facebook and just listen here. So. I don't think you have to, but go ahead. Okay, Holly. Thank you. But anyway, let me get back to where I was. Okay. Now, what I'm saying is, I have. Let me let me slow down. First of all, I wouldn't be so passionate, and and, and you all let, let let's be real. I wouldn't be so passionate about what's going on it hadn't landed at my front door. And that's the problem. We don't seem to care until it lands at our front door. We care, but we care passively. Now I'm aggressively caring because it's landed at my front door. And sometimes that's what it takes to wake us up. And, um, and I pray that no one has to be woke up like the reality coach has been, woke, has been awakened. I mean, I'm all ears. I'm like a sponge. Now, every little thing that I need to hear, I want to hear. Every little thing that I want to learn, I go learn it. I try to get it. I try to do what I got to do to get it done. But back to the situation at hand. Now, I'm a mother of one now. Like I said, one is deceased. One is in Dallas County. And these are black lives that matter to me. They may not matter to anybody else, but they matter to me. And then that poor mother over in South Dallas on 2nd Street whose child was murdered right there in cold blood, nobody's saying anything. How do we feel it's okay to protest, picket, hold up Black Lives Matter signs and have the mask on, do all this stuff with with, with Black Lives Matter when it's not mattering within our own community? I'm confused. Help me understand. I do understand that they're trying to combat 
police brutality. But guess what? We're more brutal in our own community. Before we continue to look out, can we look within and see what's going on within? And maybe we can make some rhyme and reason of why everybody else feels like it's okay from what people say it's okay to murder blacks at free will. Well, people, we ain't doing it. So that old saying was good for the goose is good for the gander. But, y'all, that's not right. No matter how you try to make it be right, no matter how you try to make it look right, it is not right. We've got to, we've got to fix it. We've got to do something. What? I, I, I don't, I, all I can say is that we're going to have to go back to the basics, black people, white people. Let me tell you who got it down to the science. All other cultures got it down to the science. My neighbor next door is Hispanic on both sides. I see them unified together. They don't turn their back on each other for nobody. Do you hear me? Nobody. One's wife, she adores me. And she was like, well, we should do this and we should do that together. Well, guess what? Someone told me when her husband gets wind of that, you can forget that. She was all happy about it. And he said to me, when her husband gets wind that she's trying to go and start something with somebody that's not of their culture, you can squash that little happy look, whatever you thought you had going on with her. Well, I said, you don't know. That's not, she's real nice. No, that's not what they do. Say what? Ask me, have we started it? Have we done anything with our great idea? No, we have not. But guess what she did? She went right across the street to someone that looks like her, her kind, in her corner, and they're doing what she and I had discussed to do. Now, why is it that they can do it? The Asians can do it. You can't go find a beauty supply store. Not a black owned, and if you do, the prices are so high we can't even afford to buy from there. So we're forced to go where we can afford to buy. You cannot find. Matter of fact, you can't even find a piece of chicken now. Barely find a piece of chicken black owned. But all I'm saying is, y'all, if everybody black and white, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Let, let me let me try to break it down in another way. I'm trying to make this make sense to me because y'all know my favorite thing. If it don't make book sense and it don't make common sense, it's a nonsense somewhere in all of this. So I'm trying to figure out the nonsense, and I see the nonsense, but I'm trying to figure out why the nonsense still exists hundreds of years later when we came so far, but yet we so far backwards. Okay. So... Now, perhaps... Perhaps whoever it is, the evil spirits that be, want to keep us so discombobulated and so in topsy-turvy with each other that we can't see how we're harming both cultures. And I'm talking to the people of color and the people that are of white color. Now, let me tell you. Let me tell you why I say this. Because today, and I took some notes, y'all, because I was like, this is real. This is some real stuff here. So today I was on the Internet, and I was trying to do my statistical data. Now, I want you all to know that on the, um, where is it, the, the uh, goodness, let me put these glasses on. Y'all know I'm getting older. I'm getting younger. I can't, I can't even hardly see. Now, that's, woo. That helps a lot, y'all. Okay. I put in, I was trying to find something to um, 
trying to give my give my flowers to my identity. I was trying to find something to say black on black healing. Now, mind you, when I typed in, and you guys can fact check if you want, because I tried it, and maybe you can help me understand or help me find it in a different way. I typed in black on black murder. Do you know what popped up? White black. So I said, well, maybe I put it in wrong. So I went real slow this time. B L A C K O N O black on B L. So I did. I did all of that, you know. And 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 guess what? It still came up the same thing. Now I know good and well that that murder just happened in South Dallas on Second Street, and it was black on black. So I don't know why I couldn't pull that story up. Can y'all help me understand why it couldn't be found? But when I put in black on black, white on black came on. I don't understand what's going on. What's going on? People wake up. So this leads me to believe they put what they want us to do, want us to read and see out here. This happened just today. And the murder was just two days ago. So why come I couldn't pull it up? And then I said, well, maybe let me rephrase it. Black man killed a black man on Second Street. That didn't come up either. Now maybe they're still doing the investigation. So I know that on on November seventh, twenty seventeen, when I put in that date, I know the name of that that, that murder victim, Demarcus Devon Patterson. When I put that in, guess what? Do you think it came up? Now, maybe I typed in his name wrong or something, but I know I'm his mother, so I spelled it correctly. I put in the data. I did everything I could to pull it up. Where is it at, y'all? So that lets me know it's something strange going on here. We better wake up and pay attention. But guess what did come up? White on black again. Police brutality. Police brutality. And y'all, do y'all find it ironic that... All of a sudden, when COVID, the fear that was tried to be put into all Americans by using COVID-19, but let me tell you, it's some Christian folks out here with some real faith, and we let our faith go to work, and we got some Russian evil, we got that, we got that demon up out of here, that spirit of fear, it cannot, it cannot backpack on the backs of the Christian people no more. No, it's not. Satan, you did not win that one. So now, y'all, y'all see, now, now let me show you this play here. Now, why is it so ironic? That the, the 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 trial, uh, well, the 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 sentencing, the trial, or whatever it was of Breonna Taylor. Why is it that it's all of a sudden it came out yesterday? Now, what did that do? Oh, that God. put everybody back in the frenzy. Why is it so ironic that just when COVID is finally starting, to, the fear and the and the and the unity of people coming together is starting to bond and gel back together? All of a sudden, they give a boom, drop another bomb, no charges. Do y'all ever stop to think why does everything happen so matter of fact? It's like it's so strategic. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. It's something going on, y'all. I don't know, but I know if, if I see it, please tell me somebody else. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Please help me be wrong. I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong so bad. But I'm so confused because all I see is what I see. And I live my reality, and I'm just like, why is it that? Every, y'all ain't noticed this pattern? Every time the two most dominant and strongest cultures start to come together, 
boom, a bonus drop. Something that's going to cause us to go at it again. I don't understand it. When are we going to catch on, people? When are we going to catch on? Love is the key. As Holly Starr said last week, love is the key. As we all agree, love is the key. And then I was sitting there. Oh, let me go back. Okay, y'all, I got a little off. Let me go back to the second street. Okay, now the three, these are the things that I noticed. First, I told you I noticed Smash was the only news media out there. Now, he ain't really news media, but he news words. Okay, so you can trust what he said because he's not, he ain't over there trying to let somebody else write it out for him and type it out and put it on in front of him and then he reads it from a telephone. No, he out there holding his phone where the action is at so you ain't got to worry about no secondhand information. You ain't got to worry about nothing but sliced dice and put together to make it be what they, what whoever is reporting wants it to be. No, he's right there live on set. So ain't no shaking that's going on. That I noticed. And then I noticed the conversation of the black people was different from when it is conversation with a white black murder. Oh, the conversation was, ooh, they got, ooh, that, they, they let that in, that in took off. Ooh, ooh, they going to get him, they going to get him. I don't know. But then when you ask who did, oh, I don't know. Well, how do you know he took off running? If he took off running. And you can say he took off running, then obviously you know something. So now that I know, and here was the killer. Here's the mic drop. Mic drop. I looked in the crowd. Now, I saw a bunch of people, black people out there. Now, the only white people I saw, y'all, was the police officer, and they was looking like they were scared to death. I'm sorry, they had guns, but they were scared to pull them. They were scared to look. They were scared to do everything. So they was hanging around the black officers. You know, uh, y'all, come on, y'all. Y'all, my brothers, come on. My brothers, y'all, come on. They were hanging around. They, they, they wasn't walking around proud with, proud with, they wasn't no eye shot the sheriff then. They was like, y'all, help the sheriff, please. I'm just telling you, that's what I know. Now, I could be wrong, but that's what I know. But here's what I took note of. Now, I know everybody in Dallas has had either bought a Black Lives Matter mask, had one offered to them. They done drew a poster. They got a post-it note. They got something that's got BLM on it or the whole thing, Black Lives Matter, spelled out. Do y'all know what? Over there, where a black life was taken, I saw not one, not one Black Lives Matter shirt, poster, mask, nothing. I saw nothing. That blew my mind. So it proved to me that I ain't crazy when I thought, well, okay, I reached out to Black Lives Matter. Maybe they didn't hear my call. Maybe they, they so busy fighting the calls that they couldn't see that I was really fighting because my son was murdered. So maybe they didn't get to see that. I don't know. Maybe that was why they didn't answer my call. But then again, I know Smash is viewed by many people. He's viewed by the NAACP. He's viewed by the, the Black Caucus. He's viewed by a whole lot of people. And if he ain't viewed by them, he's viewed by somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that can tell somebody that he's on with, a, with this going on. So somebody could have got there. Or they could have at least chimed in and said, oh, Lord, we're going to get there. We, we can't get there right now. Give us anything, any excuse, any excuse. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll excuse the inexcusable at this point. We'll take it. Just give us any excuse. Just type it up. 
there. We're gonna get out. We're, we're gonna get in our community, but with no money in. It. That's what I say. Ain't no money in it. What? what where's the propaganda? Where's the prop? Where's it gonna come from? Don't nobody wanna hear about nothing that we've been doing for years, killing each other. But then everybody wanna hear about what's going on when. One cop, and I'm not justifying murder is murder. All I'm trying to do is get people to clearly see that when the scales are not balanced, the validity of what you're saying goes down in its weight. If you want the scale to get balanced, you have to weigh it all evenly. And in this case, it is certainly not being weighed evenly because I'm telling you, I went on the – the uh what was it the I put in um the, the I wanted to go onto the site and look up how many black lives have been uh taken, uh what's the crime rate, the ratio. I went to try to get the statistical data. Y'all, now I could be wrong and sometimes I ain't saying I'm the smartest, but I am saying this. When I looked on the site where the reports are supposed to be made, the site hadn't been updated according to what I found since 2005. 2005. Now, I could be wrong, but I I didn't see it. I looked and I looked and I looked and I even put my glasses on because I was like, well, surely it's got to be that 2005 must at least mean 2015. It can't be 15 years and ain't updated nothing. But, y'all, I ain't saying I'm computer savvy, but I'm just saying I did look. But what I did found was in, uh, in Chicago on the 20th of June, Nine black children were killed. Nine black children were killed. Now, I found this on the Internet. Now, I don't really watch the TV, TV enough to know whether or not it made the news. Now, some of you guys that are listening, maybe you, you, you can tell me, it, you know, maybe you can help me understand. But I didn't see it on the news, and, and it's, on my, it's on me because I didn't watch it, but I did go and research it. Nine black children were on the news. I mean, were killed. Nine black, little black children were killed. And this was just June 20, 2020, in Chicago. Now, everybody knows the murder rate in Chicago is out of, out of control. Out of control. And then, not long ago, I believe it said 89 people shot on, in Chicago. 17 dead. I don't know if Black Lives made it there or not, but I didn't hear about it. As big as they are, somebody would should have somebody would have sent me a link saying that they was there. I'm not sure, but I just know I didn't hear about it. Now, if I'm wrong, y'all, I don't mind being wrong. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but if I'm right, respect it, respect it. And if I'm wrong, forgive me, and tell me, no, ma'am, you will not do that, and I don't have a problem with that. So, needless to say. Again, now, my son is gone. Ain't nothing I can do to bring him back. 
But what I can do is try to help someone else understand that his life is just as important no matter who killed him, no matter what race killed him. His life meant something to me. And I can tell you now, if somebody can help me with my son down in Dallas County, like I said, I don't know the person that they're speaking of. I have no idea who that is. But I can tell you who I do know him to be. And if I can just get somebody, a lawyer, I've spent plenty of money trying to get help. I've done everything I can trying to get help from black people. Now, this ain't just some average Joe Blow. He don't even have a criminal record. But his bond is 750300 I mean, on an allegation. It hasn't Say even what? been proven. He's been sitting there for almost two years. And, yes, I'm putting it out there. I'm not giving the details of the case, but I'm putting out there what you all know already. And if you don't know, you can look it up. All you got to do is type in my name. It comes up. All I'm saying is that this is this 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 is absurdity. I don't understand it. But yet he's on a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar bond when you got people, white people. I'm telling you what I know because I looked it up. People of another color who have been proven to be rapists of children, a defenseless child. It ain't like they don't know. They know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this individual did it, and the bond is $25,000. An innocent child, and it's proven. Not an allegation, it's proven. But on an allegation, 750, something's wrong with these people? Black Lives Matter? Where are y'all? Lee Daniels, where you at? Where are y'all at? Dominique Alexander, where are y'all at? NAACP, where are y'all at? You have cases that you can really look into. Now, I'm not saying my son is perfect, but what I'm saying is I don't know the person that they claim that they have down there. They put all over the news, Uptown Race, we got DNA, we got the victim, we got the, we got the suspect, but yet you're holding him this long on a $750,000 on an allegation. Prove who you know, and it shouldn't take two years with that kind of evidence to prove it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, y'all. And if it's proven to be factual, I love my child, but wrong is wrong. I just don't know the person that they say. They know. I can prove the person that I know. I just want them to prove, prove, prove the person that they say they know. And stop putting black people, black people or people, period, in jail on allegations and then making the bond so high. You're only supposed to make that bond that high if they are a flight risk. This person has a home. Owner, not a renter, owner. And, yes, I know a lot of y'all are saying, well, he put himself in this position. You don't know because this is an allegation. I don't know. All I know is what I know. But I do know this. I know I got a dead son, and they ain't found his murder. Matter of fact, they had, but they ain't doing much about it. But yet, on an allegation against a man that don't have no kind of criminal history, never been in trouble with the law, you post them all over social media. I mean, we couldn't even turn the TV on for three weeks straight on an allegation. Something is not even proven yet. 
But my dead son, you know he's dead. He didn't get no news coverage. None. None. And you know he did. And then on top of all of that, let me tell you what they did do. Now, one son was accused on a Friday. The next night he out walking, he's arrested at by somebody just looking over their balcony saying that's him. Don't even fit the description. But then the other son that was murdered, you know, it took him a whole day and a half, and I went to the police station and told them that something happened to my baby. I knew. Do you know what they told me? Wait 24 hours and call us back. Well, y'all didn't wait 24 hours to put my other son all over the news on an allegation, but you didn't put the one that you knew was dead on the news. Help me understand, somebody. Am I upset? Oh, yes, I'm upset. This is this is the reality coach's testimony. This is my story. This is what I'm living every day. Am I hurt? I'm hurt. I'm disgusted with people who say black lives matter. But when one is dead and killed by another black person, it's what's the matter, just like I saw on the on the news. What's the problem here? He, oh, yeah. I'll tell you what the problem is. He took off running. Yeah, that, that fool got shot up. That fool got shot up. That fool, that fool talking all that crap. That fool, that fool. That's what I saw. But then when it's the other way around, oh, man, they wrong. That white guy did this. That white guy, that white MF, that white this, that, that. Y'all help me understand. I, 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 I just don't get it. If I seem a little crunk, I declare I deserve to be. Y'all let me open up these blinds so I can stop talking and get off my soapbox because I'm 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 just at my wit's end. If somebody can help me understand, please do. Please do. Because I'm 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 open to it. I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Okay. Uh Chris, is there people on the line? Uh no coach, it's just you. And Holly Starr and myself for right now, I think a lot of people are just wanting to hear what you got to say. So everybody's more online right now. But uh, me and Holly Starr are in the building, so we can keep it going. Well, y'all so, come coach. on. Y'all can start talking. Holly, Holly, what do you have to say? I, I, I'm sorry. If I, if I sounded like I was just ranting and raving, I was. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Well, I, I also want to hear uh, – preacher's uh, viewpoint, but I'll give you a a short one here. I think that at some point we have to stop letting it matter what color kills what color. I know that it seems to really matter to a lot of people, Um, but I've also am the mother of a a murdered son, and um, he was also murdered by someone of his own race. There were two, two murderers. One was Hispanic and one was white. And never in the trial did did that matter because he's the the out uh, the outcome is the same. They are now no longer with us. So I, I think that the fact that I, I don't think the color should matter of who is deceased, and I don't think the color should matter as who did the killing, because we are all God's color, and God didn't care what color He created us to be. It doesn't matter to God what color we are. So. Holly, Holly, hold on one yeah. second. Let me ask you this. Let me let me rephrase what I'm saying. The color really shouldn't matter, but the consequence and the punishment is what we're looking at. The punishment is totally different. Now, how many years did the people get that they know murdered your child? How many years did they get? One got life, 
um, and that was it happened like a week before Texas enabled the without possibility of parole. So he will have the possibility after 30 years. But in Texas, you don't get parole on your first parole when you've murdered someone. So he'll do 30 and probably go several paroles and maybe never get out. The other man who did it, now these, these men were almost kids when they did this. They were 23 years old. Uh, this, the second one got 45 years. But as you know, in Texas, you're eligible in half your time. So he will be eligible for parole in 22 and a half years, I hope. And again, he's not going to make his first parole. That was 2003. So in 2025 to 26, one of these men will be eligible for parole. Does not mean he'll get out. But um, I know that I've seen other, you know, that that's the difference we get when we choose a jury or a judge. This was a trial by the jury, and um, the jury also decides the punishment, you know, when you choose a jury trial. But if you choose a trial by a judge, then the judge will decide. So I think that we should learn someday to have a little more rules on our jury rules, jury laws. Um, You do not have to have an education to sit on a jury. You don't even have to be – I don't know what the word I'm going to say is, but you don't even have to really be all that smart to sit on the jury. And I've seen this several times. You don't even have to have interpreted what you saw correctly to sit on the jury. So although we have a great system here in the United States and and, and it's far better than so many other countries, it's not a perfect system. So the punishment is not always being decided justly. Okay. It's just not, Uh, but it, but it's, somewhat better than in other countries in the matter of of your son's trial i believe that um i believe that justice will be done but he'll never get back the two years he sat in there i think it's a mistaken identity case you know and that's just putting it that's just the tip of the iceberg of what i believe about your son's case and and i do believe justice will be prevailed but as far as as your question i know that sometimes punishment is it, it seems to be worse um and I know that we that we understand that there are a lot of mistaken identity cases in the prisons in our country. There's a lot of black men sitting in prison for something they did not do, for a mistaken identity case. So I'm going to stop there for a minute because I think I might be rambling and not answering your question. Okay, let me ask you this. How many um, – now, um, when, when – when, and I'm, I'm asking because – I want people to understand your was your son there was no denying the brutality of the murder of your son right correct um dna there was dna proof uh there was admission um i knew who did it i solved the crime for carrollton police department didn't county police department so um yeah there, there's no there's no doubt that these two men are guilty and are the ones. There's no fault. They didn't. They didn't plead not guilty. Um, they tried to take. They probably should have taken the plea bargain if they got one. They tried to plead that they were born again Christians once they got in jail. You know, they'd been sitting there a year waiting on a trial. And they were once. They now they were born again. Uh, wait, they wait, might wait, be born wait, again. Wait, wait, wait. Hmm. They they sat in there a year. Uh, waiting for trial. A year and a half. I think they sat in a year and a half waiting, 18 months waiting for trial. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. 
Okay, so um, I, I discussed briefly with you the, uh, the 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 situation that happened in Dallas on the uh, on Second Avenue. You you didn't know, um, but as as I was telling you that when I was looking at it, I was looking intently with intent to see if there were people that the people that if the black people that were in the area were going to be just as irate and angry that another murder has happened to another black person. And I, and you, you really did give me insight on, on, on that. And, and I appreciate it because you were very, very helpful and you were very understanding in both, both respects. Um, but how do you, how you, now everybody, if you don't know, Holly's not black. She's not black. She's not black. Not at all. Not at all. How do you, how, how do you feel if you don't mind sharing when you see how the disparity in the way that people of black people act when it's a black on black murder? Versus when it's a white on black murder. If you don't mind sharing, we're just being honest. We're being open. Sure. And Holly, you can't be judged because it is what it is. I'm Correct. afraid and I'm black. Right. Well, thank you for all the good things you say about me, Dorothy. You are so sweet. You always have something so nice to say about me. And I certainly appreciate it. And the feeling is mutual. Um, it seemed as if... Um, I remember uh, feeling the word offended, that um, people almost seemed offended that it was black on black and not white on black in that issue. Um, Maybe that it seems like a white on black crime is more uh, punishable or is a worse crime than a black on black crime. That's kind of the way I felt that the, the people were looking at it that they seem like that if it was a black on black oh well kind of like you said black lives matter didn't show up and they didn't answer your calls and so that wasn't it just almost wasn't as important as if a white person had been the perpetrator and and that that sort of hurt hurt me because i just feel like we're people we are a people but i don't know what it's like to walk the earth as a black person. So I'm not going to discredit any of those feelings that anyone has. Thank you. I just, Thank you. I just wish, yeah, I just, I just wish that, um, that we already had equality in our country and, and we don't. And I pray for this every single day, because like I said, I, I don't know what it's like to be black any more than you know what it's like to be white, but um, I'm a unique person here. I'm very unique because I've literally been colorblind my whole life. I literally don't see the same color, um, as other people do. I, I couldn't tell you what color car somebody had most of my life. I couldn't describe color to you. And only in the past couple of years have I started to regain some color. I'm not as colorblind as I used to be, but I like to think that that bled over into my real life, not just my vision is, is that um, I'm colorblind. And the, the fact that you are of dark skin color and that I am of light skin color it, it absolutely means nothing more to me that I want to show everyone that we can get along and we can talk this out and we can, we can feel our own ways. You can feel hurt and worried and concerned about these issues with your race, and I can be just as hurt and worried and concerned about the same topic. And 
and we don't have to make it a black and white issue. We just really don't have to, but it is what it is right now. So I'd like to hear what, what, how the preacher feels because I don't quite feel um, like I'm able to speak on this topic sometimes because I'm white. I can only see it through my eyes and I don't see it through yours. So I, I don't want to discredit anybody. Well, and, and hold on, Holly. The same thing that you're saying, because because we're speaking our reality, we don't want to discredit how you feel. You don't think it's right for a white person to murder a black person. You don't think it's right for a black to murder another black. You don't think it's right at all. And you really can't speak on this because your son was murdered by not only, he wasn't murdered by a black person, but he's murdered by a Hispanic and a white so you have every right to feel how you feel in this situation. We can't discredit you either because the pain is real, and it's the same for you. It's the exact the, same pain that would, I would have felt if he'd have been murdered by a black person. It would not have hurt me anymore if he would have been killed by 10 Mexicans or 10 black people. It's The fact is that his life was taken and never once – did I stop to think about during the two murder trials about the race of the people that did it? I really didn't. I mean, I'm just telling you that that's just me, but uh, because the outcome is the same, he's gone and I can't get him back. But I, I just didn't really think race had a whole lot to do. It wasn't a racial killing. It wasn't a hate crime for race. It was a hate crime in a different aspect, uh, but it had nothing to do with race. And, and see, and, and, and I'll say this, and I, I pray that that God lets it come out right and be received the way it's meant to be received. I'm angry. I, I, it hurt me that it, the pain is still real regardless. My son has, was murdered. But what hurts me the most is that I, because of the society in which we live in, I can expect if my son, who was 6'5", is charging a white man, I can almost expect him to be shot without a doubt but then to have my son going up to people that look like him that's smiling in his face and saying yeah homie yeah my 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 whatever and then you kill him that's like a that's like a double head sword a double dagger in my heart because you Know your people. You 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 should give your people. Black people don't even give black people a chance. But let me tell you what they will do. They'll sit there and go back and forth with somebody of another nationality before they take action. But then when it's someone of their own culture, they don't even begin to even think twice about killing someone that looks like them. But they will go back and forth. But that's what hurts. That's a double dagger to my heart. I don't I don't understand it. It bogs me to my core, Chris. Please. Well, please I, well, I want to give the caller some respect before I drop the bomb. Um, so I'm going to let the caller come in first, and then I'll go ahead and and uh, and give my uh, thoughts on this. But caller. Uh, we're going to only read the last four digits of your phone number for security purpose. So five two two one five two two one. You are live on the air with Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, and Holly Starr. God bless you. That's firecracker. Hey, Miss Firecracker. 
Hi, Holly. Hi, Dorothy. Hi, Coach. Hi, Miss Firecracker. We missed you last week. Good to hear you. I know. Uh, Thursdays are so busy for me. I'm trying to work it out. But I uh, have just a few things to say before I have to run. First of all, we have kind of touched on this subject once before. And I um, informed uh, you guys that I am a retired police officer. And this is something that has been bothering me for years. Um, I was hired in a little small town, and I was the first uh, female, not the first black, but the first black female. And when I got hired, I looked for the black community. I went into the black community. I stopped at houses, knocked on doors, um, and introduced myself. I passed out uh, information to little kids, gave them my cards with my face. So I just, you know, I tried to introduce myself to the whole community, but I went to the black community first. They did not receive me. They didn't look at how my heart was. Myself. They looked at me, a black person in a uniform, and they did not receive me at all. That town didn't have, I started their drug program, raised money for the their drug program. I tried my hardest to involve the black community. They would not get involved. And I said that to say this is, I am so disgusted. I was disgusted with the black community Ever since I've been in law enforcement, I, I don't know what it's going to take, but it is so disgusting to me that they will see a black person commit a crime in their own community, whether it's snatch a purse from an old lady. I don't care what it is. They will not talk, and that is so disgusting to me. So I don't know if it's the leftover slave mentality where house niggas versus field niggas. I don't know what it is, but it is so disgusting. And there's nothing worse than uh, a crime being committed in the neighborhood and everybody standing out watching. You, if you see them with their phones out, you're not. They're not gonna go live. They're not gonna put it on tape. They're not gonna go live. I don't know if they're afraid of the perpetrators that live in the community or because they know them. I don't know why, but it is so terrible because I can imagine when you lose a loved one in the black community to any kind of crime, who cares that the person that did it was black? You want justice for your loved one. That's true. And that's what I that's what I call to say. And as a black person, I don't own nothing that says black lives matter. And it's simply because if I put on something, it's going to say Black Lives Matter to who? Now, come to think of it, I might go get me a T-shirt or a mask and say Black Lives Matter to who with a question mark. Because I don't believe that it matters enough to black people. 
I looked as uh, Coach said. I looked on, looked up statistics when I found out what her topic was going to be, and I found something from 2019 for Dallas. There were 199 homicides in Dallas. 127 of those were black homicides. It w- did not say how many was black on black crime. But I guarantee you, if we could go and look at that information, they weren't killed by white police. The majority of them weren't killed by white people or Asian people or Mexican people. I guarantee you, out of that 99, I'm going to take a guess and say probably at least 70 were killed by their own color. And that is a shame. Wow, I mean, you all just—I—I I mean, I'm—I'm I'm speechless because at least you were able to do that. I was looking up the Bureau of Justice. I was trying to look on that side as as a whole, and maybe that's what I should have done is just look locally. But did you find when you put did did you put what did you put in to find that? Did you put on you just put in the murder rate, right? No, 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 ma'am. I put in. Black, let me see, how did I word it? I worded it so many different ways, and I finally got that to come up, that I was 122 see, 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 199 so, black. But it would not So come you understand up. what I'm saying. You had to exactly. word it a bunch of different ways, right? I did, and then it still didn't tell how many were murdered by blacks, and I tried to ask that in so many different ways that I could think of and could not get that information of how many of those 122 out of the 199 homicides was black on black. Can I ask you a question real quick? Let me ask you this. Now, when you first put that in, did you see what I saw, that they popped up a bunch of white, black crimes? Yes, I did. Okay, but you did put in black on black, right? And then you saw a bunch of white... White on black crime popped up before black on black. Am I correct? Yes, yes, it did. Help me understand that. I don't don't get it. I I specifically put in there black on black. Correct. But white on black came up. Can I I ask a question? Yes. And I, I... and I, I feel your pain, both of you, as you're speaking of this topic, but I don't understand it. And and so please bear with me, but why does it matter? Why does it matter how many of them were killed by black people? And, and I mean, I understand that uh, Firecracker said, well, she knows it wasn't a white policeman because we know that would be, that'd be on the news everywhere and there would be rioting going on. But Coach, can honestly, I please out? Girl, I, you know, it's dripping off my tongue to tell her what I think, but you go ahead because I can say, go, go ahead. I know we probably going to say the same answer, but go ahead. My tongue, I'm about okay. to bite the inside of my lip. Go ahead. It matters, Holly, because, as I stated, in the black community, we're walking around wearing and protesting that black lives matter. And every time there's a protest, it is a police-on-black crime or a white-on-black crime. 
it's never a black on black. So we are talking about our own black community that's walking around wearing T-shirts that says Black Lives Matter. But it doesn't matter when they're killed in the streets where they live in the black community. That is okay, why I we understand. I see. All right. It's kind of sinking in now, and I'm I'm sorry I did not get that sooner, but I feel you now. Oh well, honey, and 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 um, uh, oh, we uh, firecracker. You couldn't have said it any better because I'm telling you, I, I had, I didn't, I, I see, I was gonna take the short route because black folks killing black folks, and we talking about black people killing black people in the black community. That's why we talking about. How, see, she did it so gracefully. Thank you, firecracker. Because see, reality told you so, so, so she, she a little too close to this subject, so she wouldn't have been as eloquent as eloquent as you were. And thank you for gracefully answering that. And Holly got a good understanding. Because, see, sometimes the reality coach gets too too caught up in it, and she leaves out some verbiage, which is probably needed for everyone to understand and ascertain. So thank you. Thank you, uh, Ms. Firecracker, for that. Thank you. Well, Coach, you guys, I got to get back to work. I appreciate you giving me the leeway to say what's on my heart. Truly enjoyed the show. And until next week, I'm going to say goodbye. Hi, it's been good here. Thank you, Ms. Thank you. Love you. Well, now, uh, so, right. so, so, Holly, you do understand why we're talking about this now, right? You got a good, good picture of it now, right? I understand that. It's a representation that seems to be a misrepresentation on the on the fact of Black Lives Matter because it seems like only Black Lives Matter when it's a white person killing a black person. But in the law in the in the long run, if we can if we can look beyond the color of our skin, it doesn't matter as much because our lives are all worth. I mean. My son was murdered by a white man, and I never once was more angry at him because he was white. So part of that I don't understand, but I do understand because of all of the the media and the um, and the the movements. You know, I, I do understand how it's such a sensitive subject and how it can hurt so deeply. So don't please don't see me as insensitive or or blonde because that's not it. Um, it's just that I'm a little bit deeper, and some of the things that don't matter to some people, I mean that matter to some people, I actually go beyond it. So it's not that it doesn't matter to me because it very much matters, but I just think all lives matter, and I'm looking beyond the color of our skin and into the heart. Anyone who murders another person, I don't care what color they are, they're not acting on God's word. They're not somebody who... Um, can be held accountable for doing right because they're accountable for doing wrong and no matter what color their skin is. So I'd like to hear from the preacher though, because I learned from him so much. So let's get him back. Wait a minute. Now, hold on. Now look, now, now this is what black people do. Now, Holly, let me just, let me just share something with you now. Look, Holly, you can't be saying you learn from him so much. I'm the reality. So this ain't his show. Chris, don't come over here with all that good stuff. No, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry girl. Oh, <laughs> oh that, hey, laughter is good. Laughter is good. 
I gotta I gotta push it back because we got another caller. You got this line lit up, Rally Coach. So I I gotta bow down to the to the uh, to the guests that are coming on the show. So I I got a lot to say, but I know it can wait. But we got a guest on the line, and I don't want to hold them up any longer. If that's okay with you. That's just wonderful. Please respect right. our guest because it's hard no. to follow you. Yes, yes, ma'am. Well, Coach, uh, for the last for the caller, we're only going to read the last four digits of your phone number. So eight eight nine two eight eight nine two. You are live on the air with Dorothy Patterson, Reality Coach, and Holly Starr. God bless you. No, well, hey, Miss Dorothy, Fly Guy. Oh, Fly Guy, what's going on? <laughs> Hi there. Oh my goodness. This- show has been so amazing it, it's so powerful and I, I guess I don't really have any I don't really have anything to comment per se but I have a question to ask so okay. with all this with all this stuff going on you know with George Floyd and Brianna and, and everything else it's like I bring up I bring it up you know, people are posting all this stuff about the riots and looting and this and that about Black Lives Matter, and it's like okay, the rioting and looting is not Black Lives Matter. And I, I know you've brought up about how they didn't get back to you, but um, but when I bring it up about supporting, um, I guess these these victims, you know, um, they're they're always like. Well, yeah, well, what about black-on-black murders? And, you know, it's like I don't really know how to respond to that. You know, it's like I'm trying to support. Okay, hold on. Let me say. Now, who's saying – you're saying when you bring it up uh, around around people of of black people or white people? No, white people. Okay, and they say, what about black-on-black murder? Well, they're, the way I feel about it is that they're discrediting, like, what happened to George Floyd. And it's like, you know, when I bring up something about George Floyd and, you know, how terrible that was, you know, and then they're like, oh, well, you had a counterfeit $20 bill. I'm like, well, my nephew is white, and he had a $100 counterfeit a hundred dollar counterfeit bill and he tried to go buy groceries he he had to go talk to the cops and stuff i'm like but he's still alive george had a a a twenty dollar counterfeit bill and they're like well what about black on black murders and this and that so it's like i don't i don't really know how to respond to that obviously because i'm not in you know that situation so it's just like i was wondering if you had any advice on how to respond to because um, I know you've been talking a lot about tonight about black on black, and I just want to let you I know. Just, oh, I just wouldn't respond. Okay. But let me let let me let me let me say this to you, uh, Sly Guy. First of all, their question is valid, and I don't think that they're discounting the murder of George Floyd. I think what they're trying to say is why is all the focus put on one murder when there's so many murders within the black community as a whole 
they're not understanding the fact that the brutality of the killing on national TV of a black man being basically lynched. That's what they're missing. But they do have a valid point about the black-on-black crime. I understand what they're saying. And, they, and, and, and sometimes because of the, the, the racial divide that we've all suffered at some point and the misunderstanding that we've all had to endure, I can understand how sometimes white people are sick of hearing this. They're sick of hearing it, but every time you turn around, okay, well, okay, now we have a, a white man murdering a black man and all this media attention. But then we have over right. in South Dallas, a black man murders another black man. There's no media attention. So I understand the confusion. And I'm not saying that they're not discounting, and I'm not saying that they are, but I do understand the validity of their question. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? No, I, I do. But living here in Nebraska, I guess I'm going to have to, like, counter you a little bit because um, – you know, what we see on the TV here, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's all racial basically, I guess, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and so it's like, I have a really, I have a really hard time trying to justify or explain my position. I guess I'm trying to say, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, I, I'm trying to support, you know, this or that or whatever, but then again, you know, they just come attack, 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 attack. And it's always about, you know, well, what about black on black? I'm like, well, <laughs> what about George Floyd? What about Brianna? You know, it, it, it's just like, it, it's like, do those lives not matter either? You know, it's, it's like, come on, people. While we're remembering so I, I, somebody's I'm, I'm, names, Let's remember Sandra Bland as well, just before when we're, we keep saying George Floyd and, and Brianna, but let's not forget Sandra Bland. She is, she's let's one of my heroes. Let's not Absolutely. 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 So I, I'm sorry. And if I sound a little upset with that one, I, 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 I mean, I understand what, what Fly Guy is saying. And Holly, I appreciate you. You're right. We got to remember everybody. We do. But, I understand the frustration that white people must have with this with this craziness. I I I, I understand it. I do. I do. But I understand. And you're doing better than me. I I understand, Bobby. I mean, um, um, I got how <laughs> you feel trying to figure out how to balance it out. Being a white guy and having compassion for um, for 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 a black person amongst people who you know may have some racial issues, it's yeah, just hard. Yeah, so that's, that's why I just kind of, I didn't really, <laughs> I just kind of wanted to ask questions like, if you have any suggestions on how you think I could balance that out, so that we could have a conversation <laughs> instead of an argument and name-calling and, and whatever. So anyway, I wanted to mention, though, I don't know if you saw it in the chat, but I sent you a link I did through see Facebook Messenger. Okay, so But let me, let me awesome. say this. The, what happened to me today, there were four older white men in the parking lot just sitting there feeding the pigeons, 
And most black people will not go up to four older white men who look like they could be part of the, you know, the 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 other folks that don't like black people. Well, me, I'm not going to just make a judgment call just because of what I have been seeing on TV. I'm going to find out for myself. If they just told me to get my little black stuff back in my car and going about my business, I would have done just that. But I felt like I wanted to talk to them. I wanted to see how they felt about what's going on. They feel the same way. And these were 87 years old. There was, one was 87, one was 76, one was 73, and one was 74. They were like, it's ridiculous. We come from that era. We know all about it. But it's to the point now to where it's just ridiculous. And they said socialism, communism is what is trying to take place. And they're not for that. They like us having free will. They don't like all the killing. And they do understand. And that's the first thing they said, too. Well, what about black on black crime? And you know what I said to them? I said, I understand I hear what you're saying. I feel you. I understand totally. I'm black, and I feel the same way. And the first thing I tell them, my son was murdered by a black man. Does his death mean any less? His life matters to me, too. But here's the problem with what went on. The problem with what we saw with the George Floyd case was someone, instead of us looking at the bigger picture, we saw what mainstream media expects us to see. We see color before we see character and uniform. See, I saw right. character and uniform. I saw a police officer with his knee on someone's neck suffocating him. But then the noise around me from the crowd and the people is what made me shift and see color. But I was determined to see this ain't right. I don't care who is underneath that knee. That is a police officer. He shouldn't have been doing that. So sometimes you've got to find a way to make people see, take the color out of the situation and try to make it see character. The character of a police officer who is there to protect and serve was actually had his knee on someone and choked the life right out of someone on TV, on, na- yeah. on, 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 on Facebook, which is TV nowadays. So if sometimes when you're dealing with that situation, if you can point out what they cannot refuse to see, they can't refuse to see that, hey, that was a police officer killing a citizen, period. Yeah, no, you know, I, I, no, I, I agree, and I appreciate you bringing that up because um, – you had mentioned earlier in the show about, I, I don't know exactly what you said, but it was pretty much about the distortion of, of the media, like what the media shows and they, they show you what, what they think you should see and stuff. Um, so, no, so I appreciate that. And, um, but anyway, the link I sent you goes right along with what you were just saying just a, a few minutes ago about um, when you were talking about the, the white guy sitting there feeding the pigeons and then, you know, <laughs> so anyway, the, the, this, this podcast, it's not a video, it's a podcast. So you just have to listen to it. Um, but um, it, it, it's two black women and they're going around. This this was back um, when Obama was, I don't, I don't know if it was his second term or, or whatever, but anyway, they were going around and going to various places in, in Iowa, I believe, 
the various farm communities to um, uh, just just to get people out to vote, you know, and just to have a discussion and about about um, issues and, and policies and stuff. And so I, I think you'll I think you'll really enjoy it because it, it, it lines up exactly with what you were just saying a little bit ago. Awesome. Well, thank you, Fly Guy, for that. I appreciate it. And thank you. Holly, did you have any any feedback for him regarding that situation? The only thing that I can say is that when he asked how can he respond, I went to a PTA meeting when my daughter was in first grade here in Mesquite, Texas, and I learned th- three of the best responses I've ever learned in my life. And they, they said, that, you know, it was originally for when you're talking to your children because, you know, but it it can it can be about anything, and they said, "Oh, hmm, I see." Okay, now those are three responses. Listen, oh, hmm, I see. These words will set you free. Sometimes you might not be able to say anything or reply. You just have to reply with, "Oh, hmm, I see." And, and it acknowledges that you're listening, and it, it acknowledges that you care about the subject. But if if what you're going to say is just going to add fuel to a fire, um, just acknowledge. You know that that's my best that's my best advice. Yeah, it, 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 thank you for that because um, um, I brought this up. I, I'm doing this. Um, well, it's not a Bible study. It's, it's through the church, but it's a book study. And um, uh, we were talking last night about just listening to people. And and I, I think I brought this up, Dorothy, in one of your past shows about one of my favorite quotes that I've seen lately on the on the on the fake news or whatever you want to call it. But it was like, it's amazing what you say when you listen. And it's amazing what they say when you listen. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, 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 yeah, I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. So, well, thank well, you, Swag. I appreciate you. <laughs> we, we appreciate you as always. You bring so much to us, and you always have some valid points. And I have to say kudos to you for the way that you do answer, and I think you do a, a good job because I know that, well, I don't know, but judging by the way you're very choice choice conscious of the words that you utilize when you're talking about being in Nebraska, I am, sh- I, I, I won't say I'm sure, but I can say I'm 90% sure that racism is very, 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 very prevalent still there. Um, and I commend you for trying to be a stand-up individual in spite of who you're, you, who you have to live, who, who lives within your community. The struggle that you must yeah. be going through is, is really difficult. Yeah. And thank you for, for having the heart and the courage that you have in today's time. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. Well, no, no, thank you, too, for this show because I, I thoroughly enjoy it and I love tuning in when I can. And um, but, but, but thanks. I get so much out of your shows, so um, all right. Well, I'll, to I'll God be the glory. <laughs> to God be the glory. Well, thank you, Sly Guy. Love you, buddy. Right. 
Love you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, Mr. TNT. Is there any, are there any more callers? Nope, there is not. So I'm going to go ahead and drop the bomb on this whole thing. Now, I'm going to give you my opinion, and I'm going to give you God's opinion. Now, with this whole situation on black on black, now I grew up in an area where, again, I didn't understand what racism was until I came down south. That's one. Because where I come from, we have a mixture of all races, and we were all one people. So I never had a taste of racism until I, I came to the South. Now, as I, when I came to the South, I found it very, very interesting that it was always my own people saying all these negative things. Now, of course, if you, don't, if you really listen to the way I speak – a lot of people don't think that I'm a black man. Well, sorry, I am. So it's one of those things when you're dealing with the, the society of folk. Now, we have, there's, different, there's different stages of different kinds of people. Now, of course, all of us make jokes of all different races, how we have certain kind of folks in certain kind of races, right? So, okay, we have, of course, we, I call them the, the crab, the crab uh, bottoms. Crab bottoms are usually like most, you know, black folks. Sorry to say that. Some of the black folks that want to keep you down, they always have something negative to say. There's never anything positive coming out of their mouth. They're always hating on somebody that they got out of the hood, became something of their life build their build themselves and they still come back to the hood and still show love. Now it's the ones that don't come back that's a problem. But when you have brothers and sisters that still show love from where they came from and you're still bashing them? Come on. Now that that's that's racism all in itself, just in your own culture. And, it, and I could probably say that for the Caucasian culture as well, because, oh, you messing around with different people outside your race? Oh, you're a sellout. Oh, you're an Oreo. Or you're this, you're that. Well, we have all this problem within our own races. So how do we clean it up? Well, this problem has been around since the beginning of time, since Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Yeah, you don't believe me? It's in the word, but we don't have a whole show to go break it down. So this ra- this word called racism has been around since Genesis all the way to the current book Revelations that's being ri- written right now. Now the question is, will we listen to it? Well, a lot of us won't listen to it because we're still caught up on our own stuff. But the fact of reality is that this has been an issue, coach and 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 uh, Holly Star, this has been an issue since the beginning, so it's not going to get better because of the fact that the reason why racism is so apparent is because people don't know who God is. Yeah, let me let, let me say that again. We got Buddha, we got Muhammad, we got all these different religions, all this different stuff, and they teach different kinds of principles. But they don't teach the one thing Jesus Christ taught was love. Love your neighbor as your who? Self. So if you don't love yourself, how can you love a black man, a white man, a 
a yellow man, a polka dot man. Well, it doesn't matter what color you are. If you don't love yourself, you're not going to be able to love nobody in the first place. That's one problem. See, I'm going to get started, and, and that's just how we do here. Anyway, number two, every life is precious. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 29 through 31, it also states that. And also, the famous scripture we all say, John 316, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now, in the in, in, Christi, in Christian, Christendom, I like to call it, that's made up. It don't make sense. But you know what I'm trying to say. We all have to give an account to who? God, Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus Christ is our who? Our vindicator. He is our judge, jury, executioner. Now, we all live in this thing called what? Sin. Sinful nature. In our bloodline. It's who we are. Whether you're white, black, green, purple, it don't matter. Now, the problem is we've gone so far from God that that's why there's a focus on just two general races here. It's scripture. It's been that way since the beginning. It's been the darkest and the lightest. In the scripture, it's the same way. It's always been a focus because if these two races ever get together as one people, it will cause a paradigm shift not only in scripture but in life. Why? Because these two races have been Torn apart since the beginning of time They don't want black and white to relate Why? Because black and white can be a powerful tool And can set things off When you have a brilliant black or white woman And a brilliant black or white man And they can come together And turn some heads on Capitol Hill And so forth They don't want it That's why it's been a constant divide of races or racism since the beginning of time. The devil knows that if he can separate and divide, he will conquer. This is his time to shine. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why things are happening the way they're happening. I'm not giving an account or giving big ups to why things happen to us. I'm not saying, oh, Dorothy, that's what, that's what happens and all this other. I'm not going to say all that. What I am going to say is this. The world we live in is not our own. And the only thing we should try to strive for in, the, in our circle of people that we know is to show them that there's no such thing as black, white, blue, green, or purple. Is it going to be a struggle? Absolutely, because the heart is cold. And a lot of people that don't know who Christ is are going to have a cold heart. Will people have traumatic experience, experiences with racism? Absolutely. Post-traumatic stress syndrome or disorder. Absolutely. I've been through all that too. But listen, I got to still love you past the pain. Yes, it sounds like a cliche. Yes, it sounds too good to be true, Pastor. But if you allow God to touch that hard heart that you have or that little concrete that's still left and you allow him to chip it, I guarantee you, you won't see just black and white. Now, I'm not going to forgive the fact on black on black crime. I am not going to be a solicitator or a promoter of black on black crime, white on white crime, Spanish on Spanish crime, Chinese on Chinese crime. It doesn't matter. 
all of us are people. And the focus on black on black or no focus at all is because it's not marketable. Uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble with that one. We might just be cut off the air with that statement, but it's all good. It's because it's not marketable, Coach. We're not making no money if we show black on black crime, but we're going to make a killing if we show white on black crime or black on white crime. That's what's marketable. That's what's going to sell T-shirts and hats and have rallies and all this nonsense. The divide and conquer strategy is working, and we are allowing it. I don't care what race you are. We are allowing the ignorance of what the devil is using to tear us apart. And it's up to us that know better to, br- to bridge the gap. Will it take time to do it? Absolutely. There's too much damage that has been done, and it's a lot of cleanup to do, but we can get as many people as possible to open their eyes, and it's not about black and white, gay or straight. It, ain't, it has nothing to do with that nonsense. The fact of the matter is we're hating on each other for no reason whatsoever. For what? Oh, because he has straight hair and I have uh, nappy hair? Oh, come on. Or because, oh, Holly Star wears a pigtail and I got to wear weeds? Come on. This is the nonsense that we get mad over. It's nonsense. So we got to grow up, ladies and gentlemen. And, yes, there's a whole ton of scriptures on this. But I don't have the time to go through it because, again, I'm going to hurt some feelings. But all I'm going to say is this, and I'm going to close. We have to look at each We have to look at ourselves in the mirror. Jesus Christ was relational. He was about people. He did not sit up with the uh, Pharisees and Sadducees in the synagogues uh, drinking tea and crumpets. He was in the hood healing people, talking to people, playing with people, understanding the culture, who they were, how they are, so he could love them to the cross. That's the type of Christ we serve, and that's the type of mentality we ought to have. We should not be afraid of each other. We ought to love each other, regardless of who we are, where we come from, what creed, whoever, whatever it is. We love people to Christ. That's who we are as believers. That's how it should be, whether you're black, white, green, or purple. If you believe in Christ and he is not a religion but a lifestyle in your life, you will love people to the cross, period. Whether you agree with what they think about, do, whatever. Jesus loves us to the cross. If he judged all of us for our sin, guess what? I wouldn't be on this mic. Holly Starr wouldn't be on this mic. Coach would not be on this mic. Fly guy wouldn't be on this mic. Nobody would be talking right now if God had his way on us. But it's because of Jesus Christ that we have mercy. I'm going to stop before I blow this thing all the way up. So, Coach, I'm done. Wow. I always love hearing him talk. And you know why? Because he talks with such he talks with the compassion of Christ, meant with his passion. And, and, and when you can do that, you can reach people. And see, here's the thing. He said something that um, a lot of people will get mad about, but it's so true. It's, it's just like um, when I used to work on, on the sets, a television set, and when, when, when someone would come in 
an, an artist would come in. The first thing we want to know is, can they be sold on a cup, T-shirt? Can we make people either want to be them or get with them? That's the whole motive. And here it is in this situation. If we mention certain crimes, can we make people want to get a T-shirt or nowadays a mask? Can we get a rally started? Can we get a protest started? I mean, you you, you all think about it. it. It just keeps money it keeps money generating in the wrong way, wealth in the wrong way. And that's just the way it is, is wealth in the wrong way. If you've got to utilize something that's going to keep division amongst people in order to make a profit, something is wrong with your mentality. I mean, greed, that, that's horrible. I, I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to have to, get out and riot and protest because of one certain culture being done this way. But I want to protest whenever I, I want to be down in Carolina when all of the, 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 the people uh, where all of the people were, were when they were killing Columbine. I didn't care who did it. I saw a bunch of children murdered by another child. But that didn't make me feel any better. That didn't make me say, oh, it's about time. Who in their right mind would say that? But I know that there were, there. I heard some people say, well, at least there wasn't nobody black this time. Who says that? Who would say something like that? Those were innocent people. That's the mentality that we have been conditioned to think. That's the way we've been conditioned to think and believe. Someone actually said that out of their mouth, and I was just—I was taking—I was taking aback. I was—I was really insulted, and I quickly said, "Who? What's wrong with you? Why? That was baby. Those were people killed. I don't care if they black, white, or blue, or green. They were murdered. Their parents sent them to school not to be killed. Did that make me feel better? No. But that's the mentality that we have nowadays." That is how it goes. Now it's one of those things where the first thing says, and I'm guilty of it. Now, the reality coach is guilty of this. When something happens on the news, the first thing I used to do is be black. And then when they say it wasn't black, it's almost like I get relieved. And that's a sad way to be. That's sad. And I'm guilty of it. Now, I wasn't guilty of it when it came to them babies, though. I was not guilty of it when it came to them kids. But now, when it's somebody grown, I have been guilty of saying, oh, my God, please don't let it be. I mean, I'm literally sitting there saying, please don't let it be black. And then you know what I find myself saying, Holly Star? Here's what I find myself saying. When they don't tell the name of the person or they keep the identity hidden, oh, he was white. It's a white person. And that's sad. But that's the reality in which I have come to know by the media. And I don't know if you know this. Sometimes when it's a, if someone is white committing a crime that's just that just don't make sense, they don't show it. But they never hesitate to show black people when they do something. So I'm just saying this is the conditioning we've had. This is the mind manipulation that has been played on all of us, and we're plagued with it. It's like the worst, the worst. Uh, 
men, the worst infestation that I've ever seen in this life, in this black life. Now, if I die and come back white, y'all, I might be able to tell you something different. But right now, all I can tell you is from the black experience. This is the mind manipulation that I have experienced year after year, day after day, hour after I mean, if you turn on the news right now, I guarantee you, if it's someone that does something that is, again, let me go back to my situation with my child. Then the, the way that they did it, it was just unreal. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I'm like, how did they come up with all of this? That's all I can do. No, this is this is the way I was doing. But yet, I watched how they didn't do another situation the same way. And I'm like, but the, what? Because it was not. It was it was a different nationality. So this is my thought, and this is the way I have been conditioned to think. And God knows, I'm I'm praying and I'm working hard, y'all, to look at things from a realistic perspective. I really am. But they make it so difficult in today's time. They make it very, very difficult for me to stay optimistic. But I'm telling you, my faith has been tried and it's true and it has been tested beyond measure and it's still being tested daily. But I promise you, thank God that he keeps me. I thank him for keeping me clothed in my right mind. I'm so glad trouble don't last always. I know a man. I'm so glad I know. And I'm grateful for all the things that he's done. I'm so there's so many so father I stretch my hand to thee. These are things that keep me holding on. These are things that keep me sane. These are things that I have to tell myself because I gotta think on these types of thoughts in order to keep the the, the pictures and the powers that be from infiltrating my mind and my common sense to know that there, that there's some there's some stuff in here that makes no sense. There, there there's some things in here that just I I, I just don't I, I don't even know what else to say. I I I I'm just I'm so I'm so I'm so worn. But I will not be defeated. I will stay optimistic. And that's what we as a people are going to have to start telling ourselves. We're not going to let people determine how we think. We're not going to let mind manipulation captivate and hold us captive. We're not. We're going to think outside of the box. We're going to look at things from a whole different perspective. We're going to trust God. We're going to continue to play pray. We're not going to judge people just because they live a certain way. We're not going to judge people because they don't look like we look. We're not going to judge people because they don't dress the way we dress. We're not going to judge people. We're going to look at the person on the inside. Let them prove who they are. Now, if somebody's just bad, they're just bad. And we do judge bad according to bad. But we've got to do our homework. We just cannot let people continue to tell us how to think how to react, how to handle situations. And let me tell you something. You can only handle a situation as good as the handle that you're using. If you don't have the right handle, you ain't going to handle the situation, period. Because I'm a living witness about this. Period. Period. Yeah. Holly, what do you have to say about that? Well, 
it's just amazing you asked me that. Thank you for saying that because I've got the perfect Bible scripture that's going to comfort us a little bit in this and at least help us do some of that studying and homework you talk about. And it comes from Romans chapter 3, starting with verse 3. And it says, what if some did not have faith? Will their lack of faith nullify God's faithfulness? Not at all. Not at all. Let God be true. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. Hold on. Okay, here we go. I was using a flashlight on my phone, so it might have messed it up. It says, "Can you hear me now?" Yes. Okay. What if some did not have faith? Will their lack of faith nullify God's faithfulness? Not at all. Let God be true, and every man a liar. As it is written, so that you may be proved right when you speak and prevail when you judge. So we must have faith. And the fact Mm -hmm. that sometimes our faith gets tested, it doesn't mean that it's any, that it's nullifying God's faithfulness to us. God's got control of all of this. And we just, I believe that we have to have faith that. We must show people how we want to be treated. And by getting up and screaming and making a mockery of a, of a, of a scene or a scenario or something, that, that's not the answer. Right. I think the answer is just to love one another. And, and what you and I are doing right now, Dorothy, we are trying to bring conversation ideas to people of how to get along how to love one another and the preacher said it as well he said um you know god doesn't care what color we are god made us we're god's people we're we're to me we're not black and white we are god's children and um i you know enjoyed tonight's show it's another show i think that someday we could expand on again like you sometimes bring around part twos because maybe not right away but like you said let's do some homework and um and just get out there and 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 love one another so uh i know that everyone's going through a lot right now with a lot of these issues and so i just i just pray that everyone finds the comfort that they need to get through another day and uh, it'll all be better in the morning. Thank you, Holly. That was, that was a beautiful scripture. And so you're right. It was so, it was so timely and so needed. And that's what, that's what you bring to the show. You always find the right scripture and find the right time to put it out there. And like you said, God's faithfulness, he never fails. He never fails in spite of what, I see in front of me, I, I, I will not doubt God because he is faithful. And as he stated in the scripture, I, 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 just, I just really wish people could really see and understand how powerful God is. And I'm not saying people don't, but I just really wish people could really, really understand and respect the power of God. Regardless of how powerful other people may seem, that's why the scripture says you have to have the faith of a mustard seed. 
In this world where everything around you is already big, that little mustard seed is so small, but I'm telling you, when you get it watered by the right source, it grows. It supersedes everything. And that's what you have to have now is the faith of a mustard seed. Trust God at all times, regardless of what you see in front of you. And you all know that I am trusting and holding on to his unchanging hand because I know, I know that trouble don't last always. And I know all things work for the good of those who love the Lord. It's going to work out. All of this chaos that's going on, trust me, God has got his hand on us. He may not have his hand in it, but his hand is on us. And he's going to come in time to rescue us. So let me tell you, whatever you're facing, whatever pain you're going through, whatever you think is not fair, don't worry. Don't worry. Because the Bible says that he can turn anything around. And it says God can do all things, not some things. He can do all things, but you have to be willing to trust him and willing to have the faith of a mustard seed in order to maintain your own sanity in this world of insaneness. Is that a word, insaneness? I don't know. I have to look that up. Somebody tell me that's not a word. Insane. Say the but word. It's again. not a word. It's a word. Yeah, Say a the word, word again. Insaneness. I don't think so. In, in, insaneness? Well, insanity. Oh, insanity. insanity yeah. No, insanity ain't strong enough. That's insaneness. It, it, I don't <laughs> think insanity is strong enough. Insaneness because yeah. it don't seem to be stopping. Yeah, that, that's a cold. Yeah, that's a coachology that's right there. That's a coachology that, that, right there. there yeah, you I think you're that, right. That, that coachology word. Insaneness. <laughs> that, I like that. Thank you. I'm going to have a bunch of coachology words. Thank you. Insaneness that's going on. Because I'm telling you, insanity has been around a long time. But this insanenessnessnessnessnessness that's going on, it ain't getting less, 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 less. It's getting worse, worse, worse. Well, I, I wanted to talk. I know we got like two minutes left, but I wanted to throw this in there for the for the people that think there isn't going to be any unity in Christ, for the people that are fear tired because of all this racism going on. I want to read this real quick. Revelations chapter seven, verse nine through ten. It reads, "After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number." From every nation, from all tribes and all people and languages standing before the throne, crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Revelations chapter 7, verse 9 and 10. So if you don't think racism is going to end, read Revelations chapter 7. Verse 9 and 10 And you will get your answer And some relief So there you go coach I had to throw that in there Back to you Insaneness is a word See See Y'all thought I didn't know Look 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 You know I didn't really know But I'm going to just put it like I knew it was a word I knew it was a word Thank you yes. Insaneness is a word 
Thank you, thank you. And hey, you guys, let's do a Revelation 2, and I think it's 2 and 5. It reads, remember your first love, which is Jesus. That should be your first love. Hey, y'all, we're walking in authority. We're living life without apology because we belong where we are, and we're going to thank God for everything that we go through. Go ahead, Chris. Let's turn it up and let's close it out, guys. Come on. Let's go. Father's king of everything. I'm adopted into the family. So I guess that makes me royalty. And again, let me Texas.